Cheers, friends. This is Owning Her Seat, a podcast highlighting women in entrepreneurship, restaurant, and the hospitality industry. Today, I am interviewing Chef Claudia Davis. She is going to be sharing about her recipes. Her seasonings have been in the homes of amazing celebrities and her journey from the USA to Jamaica. Thank you so much for joining me today, Chef Claudia. How are you? I am Excellent. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited. So for those who do not know who you are, introduce yourself. Well, I am Chef Claudia Davis, a wife to one husband, <laughs> yes, Joseph Davis, and I'm a mother of two children, a boy and a girl, Jake and Jada. Oh, I'm also a grandmother of three. Yes, you heard Come right. Come on, Nana. Yes, I am. I was born in the island of Jamaica. And then I migrated to the United States back in 2015. Uh That's where it, well, it started in Jamaica, but it became magnified in the United States in the year 2015. The sophisticated journey palette started and it just got popping from then. Here we are today, just expanding and exploring. So So that's basically who I am. I love it. So we're going to go through the journey. So you started cooking in Jamaica. How did you get your start cooking? Okay, so back home in Jamaica, everyone, you're from the island of Jamaica, you know that the ladies, we go in the kitchen, we get busy and we cook. So I started cooking there. But funny enough, my previous life, I I became a food lover because my ex-husband then loved food yes so i started going on the food network looking at what chef bobby flay emery lagasse masahori marimoto those guys were cooking and then i i just wanted food to get a sense of sophistication yes i started to yearn more to do greater dishes than just doing a homemade plate yes and so that's where my love for food started and then i started to cook in the church community people love the food they wanted more and it just gave me that greater passion towards it and Pretty soon, Erica, I was fully in without permission from myself. Yes. And then I opened a restaurant. We hosted, we could host around 130 to 150 guests. Yes. And the excitement started there. And then it soon died down because I I was diagnosed with stage four cancer. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. So how did you, I mean, I'm sure that was a shock. Like, you're finally getting your wind. You're finally getting everything that you've been manifesting. And then it's like a shocker. It came, I believe it was like a showstopper. Because I was so, I was in the fresh season of blooming. You know, this is a new household name. I was bringing something fresh and different to the Jamaican table because, you know, we have a set cuisine and Jamaicans yes. are very critical about their food. And so I was bringing something Italian, Mexican, Spanish, every little inch of cuisine that you can find around. I was bringing that, you know, in its totality to the table. And so this was a real crusher for me. And then the doctors, they actually gave me 90 days to live. Wow. And so it's a three months time frame. You have to make a decision. Yeah. And I'm a Christian. And because of my Christian faith, I learned to fight my battles differently. And so I mix the word of God plus whatever physical medicine that I know of being a Jamaican and marry both together. And I started the fight. Yeah. The end result is here because I won the battle. Yes, Jesus. You know, and it is true, God, that I won the battle. So I'm grateful. So now I had to shut the restaurant down because it was my health or the business. 
And I did that. I stayed in my gloom for about maybe two to three years. Yeah. I quickly picked the pace back up when I came to the United States in the year 2015 and decided to reside. Yeah. And so that's when the rebirth of sophisticated palate came back to life. I love it. Okay, so why did you decide to expand to the United States of America? My parents, they're permanent residents here in the United States. The eldest of my sibling, she is here. She has been here some 20 plus years. Yes. And because she has been here, it has given us the exposure to this new culture. Yes. In Jamaica, it's really nice. The vibe is right. And oh, I love Jamaica. Yes, you should. Oh, it I love amazing. it. Oh, my God. Stra- I love Strawberry Hill Mountain. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, yes. It is official. You are Jamaican. <laughs> yes. You have been to Strawberry yes, Hill. Yes, I love Strawberry Hill. The average person just does not get into Ooh. Kingston and then go on. Oh, yeah. On Strawberry Hills. I had to trick my husband to get, because, you know, going up it's there. it's so high. It's so high. Oh. The roads are so bumpy. You know how y'all drive out there, okay? Oh, God. The <laughs> so I was like, drivers. it's going to be 15 minutes, and we'll just go to the top of the mountain. He was looking at me like 30 minutes in, like, you've got to be kidding me. He was like, I mean, are we're we going yet? like 80 miles per hour in this van, winding roads. The only thing over is a cliff. Like, That's crazy. Yeah. So I love Strawberry Hill. We wanted to get married there um, just because, I mean, it's absolutely stunning. So my connection with Jamaica is I was able to cover the Jamaica Food and Drink Festival. That's nice. That's the Jamaican Observer Food Awards. Yes. That's what it's called. I have been there. uh, I've been there about seven years of its existence. So I love it. We were able to have like, you know, the apple tin rum and like Mm -hmm. it was very authentic. You know what I mean? So it was nice to meet all the chefs. So when, when your publicist reached out, I was like, oh, absolutely. Like I just love Jamaican cuisine. What is, what do you notice? The biggest difference is when you come and try Jamaican cuisine in the USA versus Jamaican cuisine home. What's the biggest difference? Oh, what a spot to put me on. I'm going to say I'm saying fighting way. words, right? I'm I know, <laughs> right? Fighting words. But I'll be good, good. Your back is broad, I guess. So the biggest difference, I don't even have to second guess this. Like, seriously. Jamaicans abroad and the ones back home, they cook with two different levels of passion. And for me, I don't believe it's the level of passion. I'm, and I'm going to say, they may come at me for this, but I'm going yeah. to. I believe that it's a level of negligence when it comes to the spice and how we season food here as Jamaicans versus how we do it back home. Because we have the culture back home is where food needs to be fully seasoned. Thoroughly is the word. Yes. And here we tend to get a mass production of Jamaican cooking that's under seasoned or of a lower quality than the quality that yes. we produce back home. And when you're back home, we're very critical about oh, it. Oh, for sure. There. Oh, yes. for sure. They so do I not think play. That that's the difference. I love it. Okay, right. so what's your favorite Jamaican dish to prepare? My favorite Jamaican dish to prepare. Aki and sawfish. Oh, I with love fried it. Fried dumplings. Oh, I love yes. it. Okay, do you make it for dinner or you make yours for breakfast? I do mine for breakfast. I love it for breakfast. Yes. It's because, so good. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is awesome. Back home, a lot of folks they'll do their aki and sawfish for dinner. If the need arise, that is if they may have some leftovers or whatever. But outside of that, it is very criminal to place that on the on the dinner <laughs> yes. table. With my husband being American, I have to kind of 
school him when it comes to that and say, look, you love this ackee and sawfish so much, but it has to be a breakfast dish. It can yes. never transcend into dinner. We don't really do that. Exactly. Breakfast <laughs> right? is the best thing. Yes. So coming into the United States of America, coming off of having cancer, surviving, starting fresh, why did you decide to plant your roots in Georgia? I love the state of Georgia. Reason being, first and foremost, it doesn't get too cold. It doesn't get too hot. I'm from Jamaica, so yeah. I don't want, <laughs> listen, I don't want a weather that's going to keep me burning. I'm yes, sorry. exactly. <laughs> so it gives me that in-between vibe. And outside of that, the houses are huge. Yes. I used to love New York for the fashion, but when I saw the houses of Georgia, I quickly changed my mind because yes. it also reminds me of Jamaica. Yeah. And I can see us like having my children, my grandchildren playing in the backyard. Georgia provides me with that opportunity because of how the housing community is. For sure. And thirdly, I like the vibe of Atlanta. Yeah. It's not too busy and it's not too laid back. So those were like the perfect pair for me and to say, hey, Georgia, this is home. I love it. Okay, so let's talk about these seasonings. Your seasonings have been in the homes of Steve Harvey, several chefs, I mean, several celebrities. What makes your seasonings so special, you think? My seasonings are special because it was a God-given mandate, an assignment. And what I mean by that, let's give you a little clarity on that. When the pandemic hit, I was at home one afternoon, and I just that. I just had that inner sense of obligation to reach to the homes of those persons that wanted to have like something nice, something yeah. great on their table, but because of the limitation from the pandemic, wasn't able to. Yes. So I know that had to be God. And it was like an inner voice saying, Claudia, you have to do more. You need to do more. Why don't you take the way you cook into the homes of these people through seasonings and spices? Yes. If you do this, you can actually bring the sophistication that you provide when they dine with you into their kitchen. And guess what? They're in control. Yeah. Because when they purchase these seasonings, they get to do the job in the kitchen. They feel like that boss. Yeah. So that's how we came about. And I just started, I got on it. And in like five days, my daughter being my, my daughter is my administrator. She designs the label. She's my makeup artist. She's like my hands on my feet. We got on top of it. And like, uh, like they say with opportunity, it's like a bald headed man with wings on its feet. You yeah. have to catch it coming. Yeah. And so we ran with that and I got my, my tagline and everything put together. And in five days, we, I just shoot it to my Facebook friends. They started to purchase and I had to start going to the post office and then the rest was history. Oh my goodness. We just, we just blew up with them. I started with three. I had the idea for three lines. You know, three different products in my season line. I'm sorry. And I wanted to do the all-purpose seasoning. Um, do we have time to speak on those? For sure. Absolutely. Yes. I wanted to do an all-purpose because I consider myself the queen of the kitchen. Yes. Humbly so, though. <laughs> and so what the all-purpose season entails, it's a mix of 21 different herbs and spices. Wow. And these has healing properties in them because this was birthed from my cancer survival journey, yes. you know, yes. the way I had to eat. Yes. And so I said, what better way than to impart health 
into the lives of those that I want to sure. touch yes. through food. And so the kitchen queen, that's my all-purpose spice. It came into being. And then I have a line of jerk products that's called the Herbaceous Wet Jerk Rob. Of course, I'm a fancy person, yes. so I make up names. <laughs> and then, so that's the Wet Jerk Rob, and we have a Dry Jerk Rob. Only because sometimes when you have your food on the grill, it kind of gets dried out from the long cooking process. So what I did, I created a dry plus a wet so that the dry gives enough substance for the wet to be, you know, marinated and solidly fitted on that chicken and to make it juicy after it's done and redistributed. So that's how the jerk line came in. Then as Americans, we don't too much like the heat. And I know that Jamaicans love they love the heat. So the Americans will love me for this. Guess what I did? What? I catered to their palate. Yes. So I added a sauce that tempers the heat just after you take that hot jerk on the plate. So I took care of that for them, the after effect. I love that. Then we're big on curry back home. It's a spice made from turmeric. Yes. And so I have the sophisticated curry powder. I also have what's called heavenly herb. It's a stir fry season mix because a lot of us, we don't give love to our vegetables or our stir fried rice and stuff like that. Yeah. So I have that and I don't think I'm missing anything. I have a royal roast that's roasted garlics, vegetables and stuff like that, sweet peppers and all of that. And that's submerged into olive oil. It's a, it's a real festival of goodness. And that's how my season line is right now which I love. So tell me about this weekend. I heard that you did great numbers. You completely sold out. Tell us about this weekend. This weekend was beyond amazing. This weekend was what you would call fire. Yes. And why I say that, we reached the event and I'm like, I see all these vendors, but where are the guests? Right. And as soon as Sophisticated Palette set up, it's like it... We just took control of the room. People just were saying, I'm hungry. (laughs) Like the scent that came from the food, Yes, that paired with hunger, it hit them senses. And they were like, we're hungry. The minute we sold the first plate, like we were out. People just kept coming. I had an everlasting line, but I'm so grateful. Yes. Because again, this little um, island girl that came to the U.S., And just sprung up in this way, I am humbled by that. So what we had on the menu for that event was a seafood boil. Wow. And for me, with what I do at Sophisticated Palette, and how could I forget to speak about that season? It's my number one seller. Yes. So I do what's called a seafood sauce mix. And that was birthed from Louisiana, the city of New Orleans, because that's where my husband was raised. Yes. And I have their seafood boil. I wanted to put a little bit more elevation to the dish, and that's how the sauce was burnt, the mix. And I, I did a seafood boil with that, with corns and some shrimp. I went pretty easy, but it was much appreciated. The flavors were great. And once one person bite into that, another kept coming. I had rice and peas, jerk chicken, and of course, sophisticated palates, authentic salad that I make. It's a dual salad of fruit and vegetables, topped with like pecans, walnuts, and all of these are toasted, and it has my signature balsamic vinaigrette to it. Mm. So I believe that what I had on the menu, it wasn't a wide variety, but wasn't too boring. Enough for somebody going on a busy day wanting to grab something, and that was what made it amazing. You know, and everything just sprung up into fireworks. I love it. So how do you think that since before you, when you found out you had cancer versus now, what has been the shift? Do you feel like you've changed? I have changed. 
and I know so because for me, being a cancer patient, my life flashed before me, you know, in an instant yeah. because you're here today. A few minutes, you felt a lump. You just feel a lump in your breast. And then the doctor came a few hours later to tell you what it is. And so for me at that moment, my life flashed before me. And I promised myself that, look, Claudia, if you walk through this, it has to be different. There has to be fundamental changes. So for me, it shifted me. It was a paradigm shift that shifted me into greatness. And what I mean by that is it made me aware and ignited my senses where I had to come alive and in contact with real food, healthy food, and great food. Yeah. And that's when I started to do research for herbs and spices so that it can build me, make me become a better person yeah. in terms of my healthy side and to also offer that to all the clients I come in contact with. So what were some more of the fundamental changes that you had to make to get yourself back on track besides the food? Besides the food, I had to... The fact that I'm Christian, it, it, it takes precedence in my life, the word of God. Yes. So I constantly went to healing scriptures. I, 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 I kept into the word of God. I knew that my faith was going to build me. And if I held on to God's words, that things would have been better for me. Yes. But not only that, I kept closely knitted to my family, my immediate family, because I needed strength for the journey. Yeah. And so their encouragement, they're a source of fulfillment for me, knowing that, look, you're going to get through this. You will get past this. Yeah. And so for me, teamwork came in effect. So those were also some of the changes that I had to make. I love that. So what is next for the sophisticated palate? What is next for the sophisticated palate? Great question. <laughs> My desire is to get into the homes of as many persons as I possibly can. Not just in America, not just in the Caribbean, but worldwide. Yes. Reason being, I want people to enjoy their meal when they eat. And secondly, I want them to be eating health. I want their food to be their medicine and their medicine their food. So mm -hmm. that for me, it will cause my philosophy in life to resonate more with me to, and my philosophy is if I can help somebody as I travel along then Claudia's living will never be in vain. Oh I love that. Well thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. You are more than Make welcome. sure you guys follow her on Instagram at the sophisticated palette. Until on next the time. score. On the score. Yes ma'am. <laughs> thank you for having me. It was You're, my pleasure. Of course. Thank you. Yeah.